You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Al, you got the intro. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the sidelines, your boy Alan C, and the place to be, sideline talk. What's up, man? Unashamed Herb here, live from home. <laughs> what it is, your boy ran away from home. What's going on? It's your boy Coach Tay in the building, and by in the building, I do mean in my house. In the home. Shut up. Stay home, everybody. Shut up. Stay home. Stay home, please. Let's hurry before I, let's pray. I'll pray. Uh, pray that everyone is praying for a, a vaccine. Please, let's get this. Let's get this vaccine. Listen, listen. Black people got vaccines anyway. <laughs> take that vaccine. Get coronavirus twenty. Look, I get a flu shot. For the majority of people, that we can get back to normal. Like, come on, man. Please. Please let's get back. But hey, man, we back. We got a great show lined up for you. We got the IM series, tight ends and cornerbacks today. But let's kick it off with the Hall of Fame. NBA Hall of Fame finalists have been announced. We have Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, uh, Tamika Catchings, Kobe Bryant, and forgive me, I can't remember the rest of the people. Coach Rudy T. Um... Oh, man. There's a couple of college coaches that also got in. I forgot the young lady who coached at. I, I forgot her name. It's not South Carolina. What's she coached at? The white, the white lady. Is she a Missouri? beast. It's one of the SEC schools. Is it Missouri? <laughs> I can't remember. She a beast. I'm glad she got in, too. <laughs> yeah, they gave her a little parade around her neighborhood. But let's just focus on the main the the, the 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 headliners. The top three, four. Yeah. You said four? We can go four if y'all down. I mean he's top three. I don't know how All many right. people watch Tamika Catchings like I did. But... It, like, I thought Tamika Catchings is a Michael Jordan of the WNBA to me. Like she was amazing. She was more like Tamika. a LeBron type deal. She was strong as a whore. She wore that twenty four for a reason. And she wasn't ashamed to say it. John, no, he ain't mean like that. She ain't strong like that. <laughs> see, you, see your face. First, her name is Tamika Ketchins, and then he compared her to Love Bo Brown. strong as the hell. I said, nah, this is going too left. I'm not even saying anything. Oh, oh. that's <laughs> <laughs> Strong as the hell, Ketchins. <laughs> oh man! I, I, 
I thought this Hall of Fame class would be like the most star-studded, and just to hear those three names, it's like it's it's wow. Mm. Unfortunately, it sucks that you know Kobe ain't going to be here to uh, to hear a speech. Like I was looking forward to that, and like how impactful that would have been. But God had other plans. It's crazy. Kobe, KG, Tim Duncan, that's pretty much like my era like of basketball when you really start becoming a fan of basketball in 95, 96, 97. Yeah. Mike ruling the world at that point, but you know, when you start finding yeah. your own superstars and not, you know, your big brother or your father telling you, you know, this guy yeah. was nice back in the day. This is like your time finding Let- superstars. Right. What's your uh what's your Favorite memory of the players? Al, don't be petty. Please don't be petty. I see it all in your I'm face. I'm about to say Kobe giving them niggas 40, but <laughs> and shooting <laughs> both of them niggas out the, out the playoffs. 15. Mm. <laughs> mm. But to, to not be petty, Tim Duncan, um, just consistent. Model of consistency across the league. What, two MVPs and five championships? It's crazy. And then Kevin Garnett winning the championship over my Lakers, unfortunately. I did think mm-hmm. that team was going to win, but I think we were going to make the movie we made to get Paul Gasol and meet them in the finals. Right. Um, for, for me, I, I want to say uh, Kevin Garnett, of course, him get his, his win. That was a good moment for basketball. Um, Kobe, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Everybody knew Kobe was going to be a Hall of Famer. 62 points. Going in. My favorite memory was probably, um, and I'm not trying to be petty, but. I know it's coming. I know it. But that was my favorite Kobe memory. Not because he got punched, because it was a fight. Like, I mean. <laughs> so you don't remember 62 points? 62 points not memorable? It's an understatement. Like, to me, uh, he dominated. He dominated the era. And, right. Um, I, I, obviously, all three of them really did. So, I mean, that's, that's the word that comes to mind when I think of all three of those guys just dominant. So. Right. For me, it would be KG, yeah, when he had Latrell Sprewell, Cassell, when it felt like somewhere further in Minnesota than where he'd been his whole career. Um, Tim Duncan was just like y'all said, consistency off the bank shot. That was probably one of my favorite shots ever. Just watching it and trying to do it. Um, trying to do it. What you mean? That's a, that's a shot that's guaranteed you're gonna hit. Like if John in his spot hitting that bank shot is money. I know from experience, it's one of the easiest shots, and I used to love it how he's perfected turnaround jumper. Um, Kobe is just his, I would say. When he won his first championship after Shaq left, and then nobody said he could do it. I felt like that was a moment for basketball, period, and just to, to get over the um, the hill. Yeah. For me, this Hall of Fame class is personal because Kobe and Kevin Garnett are two of my all five all-time favorite players. And then Tim Duncan, I literally watched his entire career. I remember coming home from playing in-house league at, like, Hazelwood. 
to catch Wake Forest games. I'm watching Wake Forest games, and he just running the floor, going crazy. When he went the ring, it's like I never seen Tim Duncan have a losing season. And to me, that's that's amazing. Like you play what 18, 19 years, never with one team and no losing seasons. That's that's incredible. And then with you know, I ain't gonna speak on Kobe. It was like everything Kobe does was just incredible to me. I, I say a favorite move of Kobe, how he perfected the spin out off of out of triple threat. He had jab and spin out and hit the jumper. That was just insane. And then Kevin Garnett is everything I try to be on a basketball court. I want to punch you in your mouth at the end of the day. Like, I got no problem <laughs> in my mouth. But I want to win. And I it's, I love that. And it's like, when, the, when it's time to hoop, the five or the whoever on my squad, that's my squad. Afterwards, right, we could be friends later. But while we playing, oh, no, nah, no, nah, it's war. It's absolute war, and I love that about KG. One thing I'm gonna say about uh, Tim Duncan was I I thought his Hall of Fame chances was shot after that out on him with him and David Robinson. I I thought I thought it was over for him for a minute. He told him after the game winning shot or something. He kind of embraced it. I thought his Hall of Fame chances was done after that. I I truly did seriously thought it was over. It's crazy. Have y'all seen this? Uh, who put it out? Was it NFL Network or Bleacher Report? One of them. The NFL All Decade Team. Uh, NFL. NFL.com. I seen the Ravens that made it. That's no surprise to me. Mm-mm. I don't think that was a surprise. I think that's that's pretty much what we had when we when we picked. Yeah. What old? But what? Uh, what old? Thomas, Yonder, and Tutler. Yeah, but when you look at the defensive ends on that list, could you take one of them out for stops? Being though he was MVP, I was wondering if this question was going to come up. Ah. I'm going to say no. No, I'm not taking. I'm not putting Suggs in there. Just too many, to me, non-dominant years. Right. Right. Okay. I was wondering. I, I, I thought they got it right with just about everything. I like the quarterbacks, though. I'd have put Breeze in over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he had a lot of years with 5K with I mean, but Aaron Rodgers doing too much anything. He was getting hurt them years as well. You can make the case that Bruce, Breeze deserves better. Yeah, that was wild. Like, I mean, to think about it, Breeze is number one in, like, everything, right? Yeah, Depending on what day it is. Completions, completion percentage. Yeah, how can you not have him on the all-decade team? Like, him and Tom Brady going back and forth between one and two. How can they not be the top two quarterbacks of the decade? And that's the bulk of their career. A lot of people on the group are saying because Drew Brees had a lot of seven and nine, eight and eight seasons. But I'm like, is it the player or is it the team? Years? Like, are we talking about the team or are we talking about Drew Brees? Because Drew right. Brees ain't the reason them niggas were going seven and nine. <laughs> nah. 
That's accurate. And that's the first time I heard Alan say something about Drew Brees without sounding biased. Proud of you, Alan. It's pretty good. I mean, that was kind of biased, but <laughs> it was still biased. Nigga, was still biased. Oh, man. That's, I understand Joe Hayden's uh, beef, but I'm like, Joe, I can't take nobody. Well, I probably could have took Chris Harris or Tyron Matthew out and put Joe Hayden in. They make- Maybe Chris did they, did they list cornerback or did they list DB? They list the cornerback. Patrick Peterson, Darrell Reeves, and Richard Sherman. Right, but then they had DBs and had. Um, oh, you got Chris Harris, Harris and Ron Matthew. That's my point. Under that. They had cornerback safeties and DBs. Wait a minute. Who, who was the other DBs? Chris Harris, Tyron Matthew? That's it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Joe Hayden posted on Twitter that uh, his numbers. His PBUs, like he damn near tripled Chris Harris PBUs. He got more picks than all of them. I think maybe except for Pat Pete. But, and it's like, he got a case, but I'm like, I don't know if I can really put them, take one of them out and put him in. Maybe Tyler Huh? Yeah. Enough to And he a Brown, so. How the fuck this black ass nigga get on the list? Who? JJ Watt. You know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Talking about how the fuck you get on the list? I know you, who are you talking about? Say, tell him who I'm talking about. I think you're talking about JJ Watt. Oh, no, nah, I ain't talking about that yeah. nigga. Okay, no, you ain't talking about JJ Watt. The numbers speak for itself. Hey. I'm talking about Cleo Mack. Oh. 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 Could y'all take me out? I swear I looked at this list and then I looked at it again. I said, why the fuck is he on here? Could you take Matt out and put Terrell Suggs in? <laughs> Immediately <laughs> put somebody else. I can put somebody else there, but not Terrell Suggs. Let's put somebody else there. We ain't gonna do Matt Suggs. That's what we ain't gonna do. <laughs> Matt has been a defensive player of the year, though, correct? Huh? Has Matt been a, a defensive player of the year? They gave him an award, yeah, but not really. Okay. Uh, he got... I think Mac been a Mac has been in the Pro Bowl every year of his career, right? And probably, <laughs> probably all pro every year too. So it's like I mean, he deserves. I, I they deserve the game. Then, then the Pro Bowl selection, the Pro Bowl. I mean, you know, somebody auntie can vote for somebody in the Pro Bowl because right, right. The All Pro selections is what really matters to me. Yeah, he probably got that too, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think mean, I think with with that. The All Pro and like the MVP is all writers. It's not players voting for that, right? I don't think you get players' input on All Pro, and you just got Associated Press writers voting. On I that think stuff. so. Yeah, Matt has only been in the league since he's a three-time All Pro. First thing, 2015, 16, and 18 All Pro. That's, that's, that's good numbers, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I'm going to feel about Quentin Nelson the way he feel about Khalil Mack, and that's just the way it's going to be. Nah, nah, nah. I got proof about Khalil Mack. You just being racist at the Y. Oh, ho, oh, oh. ho. I love white players. 
Like, Marshall Young, a great guard. That's yes, nice. That's Ravens. Go to another say, Go, Jack. It don't count. You're Raven. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he can't do it. He can't do it. <laughs> oh man! Oh, did y'all watch uh, WrestleMania? Nah, I ain't got no way to watch it. I, yeah, I know you ain't see it. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, I watched it. I want to hear y'all take on it. My take, I think, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. All right, my take. Okay, Let me start with the Undertaker match. I thought the Undertaker match was super corny. That just me personally. Like I thought, I guess I'm an old school wrestling kind of guy, so I was I wanted, you know, matches. But I understand they can't do everything the same way. It's just I understand it, but I don't like it. I put you like that. I was more entertained by the Bray Wyatt match that made absolutely no sense than I was the Undertaker match because they were out in the graveyard and Pyro was there and the Undertaker said, I mean, it was just, I was just like, what is happening? And he was supposed to be in the dirt and then miraculously he was just behind him. You ain't see him get out the dirt. Like, I mean, I can't. It was just too much. (laughs) The, (laughs) The Edge... And Randy match to me was the best match. Um, all the rest of them, I could really care less about, to be honest with you. Wow. The Bray Wyatt match was entertaining because I've been waiting for Cena to go heel, and I felt like that was what they were setting him up for. And that's not what they set him up for. I don't like it. Hmm. Is it my turn? Yeah. I got the exact opposite feeling that Taewon had about the Taker match. Now, granted, I'm a Taker fan. I'm a huge Taker fan. So, damn near anything Taker do, I'm a fan of. But Mm. it makes zero sense for them to have matches in the performance center with no crowd and all that dead air that Michael Cole had, you know, in between matches. And it's not like he can really bounce ideas off of a bunch of people. I mean, he didn't really have anybody out there with him during the uh, the tag team match, which was terrible to me. I, hadn't, I don't understand how you... What? No, the match was good. The premise of it was bad. The premise of it should have been like the Undertaker match, but he just fought outside. Like, nigga, we was going to meet up on the lot, and then that's that's what we, that's how we go walk away from this, this match. And I feel like a yeah. lot of matches should have been done outside or how to... um. The Orton match was where they just fight around the building. Mm. Because there's no point for y'all to be there in the ring. And it's, like I said, there's no fan interaction. Michael Cole was trying to carry the match, you know, as far as like the audible. But it's not, it's a bunch of dead air. Gotcha. So I think they should have put it on like like a WrestleMania quote unquote movie. And just have a whole bunch of production sets and things like that since can't nobody be there. Yeah. I understand the point that Taewon made about the, the corniness. I thought it would popped up behind him. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. It was a good shot. Corny. That was, that that was a good shot. I'm like, hold up, bro. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> but overall, I thought that match was the match was entertaining. 
And I thought like the camera angles on the punches, the selling of the moves, the whole dramatics of it, I thought that was dope. Um with Edge and Randy Orton, it was two things. It was a good match. It was too damn long. It felt like four hours. I'm like, well, why they still fighting? And then it reminded me, I'm not an Edge fan. Like, like Edge is, I, I can say overrated, but it's like, uh, it just, it just, uh, it don't work for me. You got the worst spear in the world. It's like, it was just, it was just bad. Like, how do you, how, how the referee don't count? Randy went out for 22 seconds. He's sitting there crying, holding the chair, and then smacked him with the chair, and then the referee wants to start counting. I'm like, man, he's been out for 35 seconds. It's over. Like, come on. But, but overall, I thought the card was great because the wrestling, just like in the ring wrestling, I thought was good. I thought the Street Profits, that was they did an excellent job in the ring. I don't know if y'all seen Oscar. Anytime Oscar's in the ring, it's hilarious because you don't know what the hell she's saying. She's just saying ga, 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 all throughout the match, and it's a good match. I'm like, yo, this is entertaining. Only match I didn't like, like I lost interest in, was uh, Baron Corbin and the Lies. Okay. Yeah, I forgot. I'm like, oh. Oh, oh, okay. Cut this off. But overall, I thought them. I thought they for what they was working with. They did a really, really good job. And the ladder match too. The ladder match was really good. Yes, the ladder match was fine. Good. Like I said, I don't understand how you have three people or how you pick three people to defend a tag team. The tag team. <laughs> hey, they they picked the right three though. I tell you that. They did. It was an entertaining three. Yeah. That was a real good match. And I thought uh, KO and Seth, like, they always have good matches. And, like, that was just fire. I actually bought me a shirt at the end of the match. Like, you know, let me get me a KO shirt. I ain't a Seth fan. That was a pretty good match. Yeah. I just think, I think the thing that irritated me the most about the Undertaker match was I was even okay with the lights coming on behind the Druids when they came out to, to jump Undertaker. I was cool with that. Yeah, it was dope. But the second the pyro came up, out of an old wooden barn, I was just, I was done. Like, I was, I was, <laughs> but I almost turned WrestleMania off when he appeared behind him on the track. I was like, come on. I was like, come on. You had to see him, bro. Like, like, like come on. I understand this is, I don't know. What y'all think about the Bray match? I ain't saying that about the Bray match. No, so the Bray match, I thought it was all mind games. Because if you listen to it, it was like, um, you're about to battle your your your, your greatest opponent yourself. Mm-hmm. And how he was just playing, like he was playing to the to the like throwing a shot at the company and a shot at John Cena at the same time. You were the the, the you're the golden goose. You can't do no wrong. This and that. And then he show how he, like every gimmick, like you couldn't get over with this gimmick, and then but you're still the guy. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great mind games, and he just couldn't beat himself. And then at the end, Bray, Bray, you know, it was just Bray. I, I thought he was funny. I thought he was funny. Like, yeah, him and Bischoff was great. 
Yeah. His Hulk Hogan was good. Yes. I think everything was good, so. Yeah. Only thing I don't I, I don't like from just a, a fan standpoint, you squashed the fiend with Goldberg. For Goldberg to get squashed by Braun, who was squashed, but who, yeah, but Braun was squashed on one F5 to Brock Lesnar. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, like it makes sense. That was the worst match to me. That match literally had two moves. Of course. It's not, so did the last one. The last one was the same. I was like, come on, man. Like, three power slams and that's it. Like, what? What are y'all doing? If that's all Goldberg can give y'all at this point, y'all don't need Goldberg. Yeah. Like, let him go. Him and him and Brock could go for me. Like, I'm just waiting for Paul Heyman to flip on Brock and just represent Drew McIntyre or something. Like that would be fire. With somebody. I'm just waiting. Like, come on. Do something. Cause I like Drew. I like the push that they giving they trying to give Drew. If he can yeah. Last thing on wrestling, when y'all get a chance, watch Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, I love it. You, you, that was the Chris Benoit, right? Yes, but did you see the New Jack? The New Jack one is crazier than Chris Oh, my God. Oh, there's right. a bunch of them. I thought the Dark Side of the Ring was just that one. Jack Say it again. Okay. I thought it was just one. My fault. I thought it was just one, like... No, I didn't no, even no, see that the Chris Benoit one, but I thought it, the dark side of the ring was just the mind of Chris Benoit, you know, with the Kyle mm-hmm. incident. <laughs> like the first season was great. You can watch the first season was great. The Benoit was great. And then like just New Jack, if you know who New Jack is, you know, he's a character to begin with. But watching this is like, your mouth is wide open the whole time. Like, yo, this this can't be real. Like, who who would agree to work with New Jack? Though? Right, like, yo, this is John. I recommend you watch it. Like, please, like, you gotta see this. Yeah, I think John would probably enjoy this the most. Yes, yes. Like, oh, he's stabbing that nigga. Right. <laughs> Hashtag Huawei. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's a liar. <laughs> Yo, real quick, side side note: Why is it that when he gets on live, you see nothing but like laughter? You don't see no lights. Yeah. This nigga just be laughing at him. People terrible, man. I'm I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Yeah, you worse. Worse. Terrible, man. I look forward to this. I seek it out every day. I know he preaching every day. My man had two sermons yesterday, 12 o'clock and 9.30. When he adjusted the camera, I'm like, no, it's not the camera, bro. It's your eye. The camera is fine. Oh. I don't even know why you got glasses on. You get super close on a, uh, on a, on a, on a laptop and be like, <laughs> look, look, but it be sideways because I'll be looking this way the whole time so he can read. Uh, <laughs> my man was reading the comment. Why is your eye? You finna get back. <laughs> <laughs> finna get back. 
<laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I ain't got no time. I don't play that. Uh-uh, you finna get bopped. <laughs> He might slice the hell out of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he be wearing that same role like every day. Like, uh, he paid a grip for that role too. That's about three hundred, four hundred dollars. Like, hold up, man. You better put your father role back. He, he better do that or buy something else and buy a, uh, a shirt presser. Get another role. Crazy, man. I don't think anything will top the first video you sent, though. Yo. Yeah. 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 Because I didn't know what it was. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and then we say, hey, go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's unreal. All right, man. Let's get to it. Um, any chopper to stop it? Y'all can think of? I can't really think of. Shot with a stop it. Something is going to go wrong on the draft or somebody going to accidentally pick the wrong pick. Ooh. Ooh. I can see that happen. I'm going to shop that. I can, stop. I can shop that and say that they're going to ask for some type of leeway with it. It'll be immediate, though. They better have an email link. Like, send in your email first before you announce it. I'm gonna stop it. I think they got gonna have more than one way to confirm the pick. I think it's gonna be said, like you said, multiple emails, hearing from like one particular source. Like they want to confirm with like whoever has the final say. They're gonna make the pick and then get it get it right. Oh, stop it! Stop it! There will be more. This will be the year of the most undrafted gems in any draft. You said undrafted? Yes. I'm going to stop undrafted and say we will have more late round gems. I'm talking about as a league overall, not just the Ravens. Right. I'm saying we'll have more late round gems than than, than I'll say undrafted. I think uh, the more and more I scout, the more intrigued I am about, you know, I'm the captain of Team Tradeback. I've been in the captain for four years straight. Mm-hmm. The more I scout, the more I'm leaning towards Team Tradeback again. Mm. So you didn't give up Team Tradeback. You, you came back to the team. I've always been on the team. I never left. I might have just been in the woods. It broke my toes that way. Trade back. All right, let's get to this I am series. I'm curious, man. Who going first and who is that person? You want to back first or tight end first? What we do last week? We went offense first last week. Yeah, we went offense and last one that we did last week. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go defense. Let's go corners. John, go first because he got the missing man. Punk. John, go first. Yeah, who you? Who, I can't remember who, who you picked. Jeff Gladney. Who you got, John? Jeff Gladney from TCU. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good old yeah, Jeff. Jeff Gladney. Good old <laughs> Jeff. So my name is Jeff Gladney from TCU. Five ten. 191 soaking wet. I'm left for 31, 8 and 8. I got a low 40 time at 448. Jacked it out the second and third round, but I think a mid second round would be fair enough. Because if I was 6 1, 6 2, I'd show a first day. Um, what I liked about uh, Jeff, so um, when I watched a lot of his tape, is his back pedal is, is impeccable. So if you if he going up against the Judies and the Lambs and all that with the um, stutter step and the foot doctor, he's not getting phased. He's not getting turned around. He's staying with you. Um, he's somewhat physical, but not not enough physical to uh, to go with his traits and being five ten. I'm not. I don't like the way he he ends up uh, giving away the inside routes at times. For every possession, he's going to go to the high point. And he's going to stay with you from side to stride, and he has to make them speak to stay with you. Mm. But one thing I like about him is battle footwork. He don't get breaking down. He ain't going to be on ESPN too much off of a, a route. Stuff for that one right there. That's your CD line. That's your CD line right there. He ain't going to win all of them. Hey, hey, one, run that back. <laughs> Run that, run that, just that part back, because I think that that clip, part of the clip right there, um, I know we got to explain it for the radio. We're looking at uh, Jeff Gladney's film as we doing this, and this is an Oklahoma tape, and C.D. Lamb is in, in slot. Jeff is guarding him. He pretty much got that assignment all, all game for it to look like, but he don't get in phase for me. He got the speed, like when, when uh, C.D. took off, he didn't try to get into his hip. He just ran alongside him and reached out. CD gave him a little jab and then created even more separation. And that's like, what we different about. Yeah. I'm not a big getting a phase type of fan as I always been. It don't. It don't sound. It don't. You know what I'm different. different. No, no, no. You want, but the, the receiver still gonna have leverage. No, 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 no. We got some examples of other guys here that get in phase and find the ball. Like, but Jeff there, it's just like, he give, he give up everything. He give up the outside, he give up the inside, and like, he relied on his. He stay blanket on, on, on receivers. He not, he not the best, but he's a day two, he's, he's going to be a steal. And with other corners, they, nah, I, I don't see it other than him. <laughs> but um, another thing I don't like, I didn't like his uh, Texas take too much. Um, it's like he uh he got lost on his timing. I seen a couple blown coverages where he's in like he's going to press. He's doing like a press bill technique. He got deep third, and he lets the man get behind him in the flat. Like you got him in the outside linebacker in the flat, whereas the man behind him, who was his responsibility, is catching a twenty-six yard pass. That mental error ain't gonna fly. But Jeff Gladney, I put very solid corner with good feet uh, and very good at attacking the ball, uh, whether it be at his highest point or as far as coming down and closing. I said he has very good closing speed, especially while in off coverage. 
Mm-hmm. Um, his press coverage, I don't understand the art of pressing without being without contact. But um, that's pretty much uh, that really came from this film when I mean I watched him versus C D Lamb. I'm like, why are you coming up and press, but you're not making contact with him at all? Yeah. Um, I put he's a for, a good form tackler, but um I think he ha- he closes on the ball better as like one of the best corners I've seen. Like yeah. if he's in off coverage and he's at seven and then somebody runs a little three yard hitch. The way he closes on the ball and the angle he comes down on it is probably the, one of the best I've seen. So yeah, his, like like I mentioned, his footwork is smooth. Like there's there's no false steps when like on comeback routes or in closing. No, like his transition steps aren't sloppy. They're precise and they're quick. Like he 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 moves with great balance. Yeah, I think we all got the same right up on Gladney. Say Glad, uh, great speed and coverage ability. Small stature for an outside corner. Be good as an outside, but great as an, in the nickel package. And um, tips a lot of passes because he has great awareness and coverage. And tough player, but doesn't shed blocks. And you know what's confusing to me about him? He has such great feet, and he got speed. And he come up, he's not jamming nobody to throw him off the route. It's like, yeah. it's like you let they get whatever they want. Like this ain't Burger King, like bruh. Like what you doing? Like he would be. Yeah, like man, if you don't like jam, get into somebody. Like come on, take that away. And I can see if he was sitting back just to jump the routes, but it ain't the case. It's just relying relying on speed, basically. Yeah, but I mean, I like Gladney though. I think I like his. I hate to call a grown man feisty, but he, I like his feistiness. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think I think he he more than them uh, corners gonna be around for a while. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's see. Let's wait till I guess he get back up in a second. Um. You had Faulkner, right? LSU. Yeah, he had he had Christian. Oh, he had Christian. Who was you? You had Dantzler. Yeah, I had Cam. Oh, Cam right. Dantzler. Gotcha. We can do Cam. Yeah. Did y'all want to wait till he come back up for the film? You can go in the description until you know he ready. All right. Um. There we go. I don't even know how I got muted. My bad. Huh? There we go. Come on. All right. Cam Dancer. Yeah, it's coming up. Oh, hold on. He went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We up. We up. So I chose Cam, Mississippi State Bulldog. You look at him, he a big corner. Like, he legit 6'2". But he a little, he little, little small, 185, 190, somewhere around there. So he lanky. What I enjoy the most about Cam is he's physical. He understands his size. He understands his speed. And he, he uses it well. Um, his footwork isn't as clean as you would like it. Um, but he comes up. He tackles. He blitzes well. 
look at the game against LSU, um, against Jamar Chase and what's the boy, Justin Jefferson. He gave up, I think, maybe one catch all game. No touchdowns. He had a, a sack and a half where he dips under the tackle as if he was a, a edge rusher. So he's versatile in that sense. And then he can play man coverage. He can play zone coverage as well. Um, he plays with his butt to the sideline. He gets in phase, and he finds the ball. It's one thing to be physical and not turn around and find a ball, but he finds the ball early and then makes a play on it. And that's something that's that's an art form that many, many ain't got nowadays. It's something John hates. Nobody gets around to find the ball. If you get a corner, they turn around and find the ball. You can find a Hall of Famer in my book. In this day and age. I, I agree with that statement. I think that's yeah. what made Richard Sherman so. Yeah. And that's all I got. The other knock I don't like about Cam, at times, like he's a, he's a strong tackler, but at times he's uh, he lunges. Yep. He's a lunging tackler, more of a sure thing. Like, but. Yeah, but. What I had on Cam Cam Dansler was he's a solid player that tackles well. His best coverage is off coverage because he he has the ability to close. Um, he plays the ball at his highest point. Uh, knock on him is he yes he's physical, but sometimes he tries to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess his frailty. Like when you say he um when he like if he if he does play press coverage and he does jam he, he lunges on the jam that's what i thought you was going to say but he was talking about tackle he lunges on jams and which kind of puts him out of position a little bit sometimes yeah makes him recover and the thing i'll get about him lunging on his jam like bro you six three right like like come on you ain't gotta lunge they gotta come to you be patient but that's why i say he's better than off coverage to me like, yeah. when he can when he can do what what John likes, he can see the ball coming, he can see the player, and come up and make a play on the ball. Yeah. Watching him right now, you, he's he's sitting at seven. Um, what well, sometime with outside shade? Now he's moving out. Let's see how he comes up. Oh, he's he's pressing, like he's pressing. Uh, now he's back. And I don't like the. What I like about it, if anybody in that press position, I like the corners that don't have happy feet. Like when the ball is snapped, they pace to and waiting. There's no false step of going forward and then re- retreating. Because that slight false step is over with. Mm-hmm. Again, I think me. He's an off again. I think me and Tay broke down. About the same way. Um, I'm taking cover, keep up in man, break on the ball well in the zone, um, go run with receivers. Um, in man coverage, he lacks um, eye discipline. He always looking in the backfield to me, trying to make a play back there. But in zone, you know, it, it's, it's worth it because you can look in the backfield and make, you know, break on the ball. Um, <coughs> he ta- he'll take that gamble. And I think mm-hmm. he's a solid form tackler. Yeah, he, he throw himself, try to throw his little body around. Like, hold up, cuz. <laughs> I can see him being uh, a, a second-round pick for sure, just because of his size. 
in the upside. Yeah. Like the his, his uh stuff he got to work on is everyday practice type of stuff. But you can't teach six two, just about six three, and with solid hands, like he gonna get picked deep uh, second round pick for sure. Somebody definitely somebody might take the chance on day one if they trust that uh that defensive coordinator to teach him. So I don't think any of these mm-hmm. guys I think any of these guys would get better in the league with a little bit more technique. Yeah. Should I go? Yes, sir. Who you got, Elgin? Damon Arnett, Ohio State. Ah, Ohio yeah. State. <laughs> yeah. Six foot, 195 <laughs> pounds. Across from the best safety, I mean, across from the best corner in the draft. Hmm. <laughs> so, you know. Hey, hey Al, 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 before you continue, I got to speak on that statement. Jeff Fakuda is known as the best coin in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. The game against Clemson. All I'm going to say is Damon Arnett had a better game. T. Higgins had himself a day. Like, that's T.O. Like, that's all I'm going to say. That's my favorite receiver in the draft for like eight months for a minute, yo. Like. She had himself a day, and like it, it's no, it's no, not the Jeff. Like Jeff was there, it was just like, oh, you're here. Oh well, I'm gonna get the ball anyway. <laughs> right. That's okay. Like man, yeah. Um, again, Damon Arnett, Ohio, the Ohio State, six foot, hundred ninety five pounds. Um, four four forty projected. I don't know exactly what he ran though. Um, I don't know why I'm right now. Oh, because I ain't watching that. Um, but um, got great speed. Nobody just straight outrunning them at all. Um, great man coverage, great fluidity and movement, great positioning. Can play inside or outside coverage. Um, mm-hmm. When they play them in off coverage or in the zone. He has, still has great position in the technique to break on the football. Um, so his awareness to me is, a, is I graded as an A. Um, his speed and awareness are two things I graded as an A. Uh, great awareness when the ball's in the air. Um, but the worst thing I gave him a grade on was tackling. I think he can miss a lot of tackles. He can make some as well. And that has to be with, do with him being six. Foot 195 pounds soaking wet, but his um, positioning on the field is, is ridiculous. His coverage on on ball is ridiculous. And like I said, he got crossed from perceived as the best corner in the draft, so you know he getting that smoke too. So he ain't backing away from it. Um, for Damon on that, I put. I think me and Al really close in our uh, in our uh, evaluation of him. I put a little. Only thing I knock on him is he a little hazy in coverage. Like if he is beat, 
you'll you'll see him hold. You'll see him. Uh, you'll see him use his hands to 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 make up for it. And I think that's gonna get called at the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I see that, I immediately think he's a little. Um, he's trying to overcompensate for something else. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I did say I say he comes off coverage well when the ball is in the air. And my biggest thing for him was he's the he has. Uh, above average play recognition. So I, I, I like even if he's in a slot or whatever, they got a double seam route going. If he's on one guy, he'd be able to come off and make a play on the second guy. Like he's just he's just that good as far as play recognition. I think I think that translates well to a ball hawking next level player if he can get the handiness under control and just rely on technique. My take on him was. Not only do I feel like he's one of the best or the best corner in the um in the draft, I felt like that because he's an energy momentum changer. And hit you, and he's gonna lay everything out in his body to take your legs out and cling you out. Um, he's gonna get his hands on you and press and be fit. But then that's a downside because that might be a hand to the face or a holding call, like Tay has said. Um. I feel like his point of attack and trying to find the ball and being instinct is one of the most key things about him. I just like how physical he is at every play that he does. He can, you know, it doesn't matter if the play is coming his way. He's going to be physical in every play that I have seen him watch. Um, I thought, I think everybody uh, is a fan of Damon on that. Let's just let that said. I'm trying to figure out why is he so handsy. I I think it's probably because like when he's running with the receiver, that false step at the beginning. Was it Michigan? Oh, I think. Go back, go back to that Clemson. Go back to that Clemson. When y'all get time, the Indiana one is the one I think he was real handy. But. No, no, I'm trying to think. The grass, well, the turf here might have been split. But it seems as though his transition, like when the receiver is breaking down the route, he takes a little more extra steps than like Okuda would or someone else. That's a catch, by the way, Okuda. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. But, um, but, I think everything y'all said, I, I feel the same way. Like, he's just really handsy. Um, he's got good – he's physical. Look at that tackle. He Like, he gave his Great off. Tackle. Great form tackle. Good close. It's like when he knows the ball is going at, he closes as well. It's just when he's running with the receiver and the receiver is ready to break down, he takes too many steps. Mm-hmm. And I think that's causing him to be so handsy. It's like you got the foot, like you got the straight line speed, and you that's that shows when like he's closing on the football, like there's no breaks in between. Like you playing off, I'm closing, I'm getting there. But when he's back pedaling, he's running in phase, and he got a breakdown like that. Then that's a little bit of a slip, but he's still like his step was too long. It should be tighter. You see the hand right there, you see right? The right there? And that's and that's because his foot speed when transitioning. Out of the out of the well at the top of the routes, it's not as clean or it's not he's not as confident as he should be in it. That's why he's grabbing. But I think he's gonna be a, another dog. Look at that! Look at that! 
I mean, yeah. I, I like I like everybody we said so far. Yeah, I think everybody's picking guys that's going to get picked early. Um, tell you one, I think you got a guy that's, that's can probably hear his name on the first night. To be honest, <laughs> but every everybody we pick ain't gonna get past day two. Ain't no way. What's the uh what's the best film for um what's his name? Christian uh not Christian for um Gladden, John. What's his best film? Uh oh one minute. Well y'all go ahead. I'm sitting. I like the Baylor tape starting off. Yeah, that was my, I was like, throw it and I was like, yeah, I can go to the next one. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt with Cam Dansler looking at LSU. <laughs> the tape was like maybe like three, four minutes. Like, oh, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Now, wait, I, I'm. You want me to go ahead and go? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. So I got Christian Fulton, uh, cornerback from LSU, uh, six foot, 197 pounds, which seems to be the trend this year for for quarterback, cornerbacks. It's a big corner. Um, I put it. He closes on the ball, the fastest from off coverage. Um, meaning, if you watch him just close and make a play, it's just I don't know. It's hard to watch LSU defense without getting excited about every defensive player they got in the secondary. But um, I, the, he's the fastest I've seen so far closing the closing the, on the uh, on the ball. So that's why I picked him because I want somebody that can come come out of his back pedal, transition, and get to the ball quickly. And that translates to when in the NFL you in third and six and you try to get the ball out and you hit him at four yards. I can get that and make that play. Get off off the field. Um, I put he plays through the wideout pain. So at the highest point of the ball, or even when the ball is making contact with the wideout pain, he's playing through it. That's something that I mean that that you can't really teach. That's something that you just do based on instinct. Um, I wanted to watch him versus coming up and making plays in the run versus Auburn, so I turned to Auburn tape on if that's what you're interested in. Because to me, that's what all the corners need to be able to do now. They need to be able to come up and make a play in the run. And, uh, I was unpleasantly surprised at him coming up and making a play in the run. So I thought he left a little bit to be desired about that. Uh, as far as the speed, makeup speed, that's everything you want in the corner. That was showing that play there. And he's physical. What'd you say? That makeup speed was showing that because he lunged that rugs and, and rugs beat him. But he's still quick enough to get there and knock the ball away. And he ain't shining against press coverage in Al- versus Alabama. So, no. 
That to me that means something. I, I want I want to know who wants to play when the lights come on. I mean, he ain't trying to crush Judy though, but that's different. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, but I ain't touching you. I ain't even trying to miss. <laughs> Not the way that boy run around. Mm-mm. No, just sidebar. At the beginning of this film, you watching. Who is that in Judy? And he like falls three times. Hmm. So, like, I wish I could go back. Um, let me see if I can go back. So, right there, that transition at the bottom of the screen. I don't know if y'all seen it. Yeah. That's- to me, that's 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 what I'm looking for. If you can transition like that. You, that, that wide receiver, that was a good route. He had him thinking go the whole time and then transition. Oh, oh Delvin, you can talk about that, bro. But, um, but, yeah, that was a pretty good transition, and that's what we're looking for right there. Yeah, look, that was a missed tackle. Ooh. He didn't want to test the He didn't want to test the for real, though. So what did y'all think about him? Um, My one big knock on him was he didn't want no smoke when it came to that run game. He yeah. real had to make sure he put people down and make sure they tap down like it was playing football. That's, that's one thing I don't like about him is the physicality when it comes to coming up and laying a smack on somebody. But other than that, I don't have no problem with him. I just think he's kind of soft when it comes to that. I mean, you can't be that soft being a, a LSU cornerback and on LSU de- defense. I agree. Damn, who is that? Come on. Yes, Lord. will be the first two off the board <laughs> next year. Like, Jesus. Um, what I have for him is uh, fast corner can run with most receivers. Um, very good at man coverage. Can't really play in space. Get handsy. Better covers a man than the zone. <laughs> And mm. not a good open field tackler. And and let me say this: this is a sidebar. This Alabama film is the reason why I do not have Patrick Queen in my first round at all. I understand. He looks like he wants not a drop of smoke. Mm. And I, I I'm trying to be looking at, at Kristen, but I can't help it. Like I, he just he doesn't want any smoke. Right, AJ. John, that's my running back. We ain't got to pick one this year. That's my running back next year. Come on. Hey. That's my guy's side school. Yo, why is he still in the late? Why is he still playing college? That boy, Raven. He's been in Raven since Compton. Like, come Yo. on. Like, nah. Now you hear something different, bro. Lord have mercy. He just do not go down easily. Oh, good God, I'm not. No one no smoke at all. But I think it's I, I got the same thing. It's just his um inability to tackle and um Yeah, that's about it. But to be fair, that's what I he's pretty much how I graded CJ Henderson. And CJ Henderson the second best. No, nah, no, nah, I think CJ is a better tackler than Christian Ford. Really? Yeah. I just Christian might dive in that ankle, so I'll get mad watching his tape. Nah, I think I think CJ CJ a problem. CJ CJ Henderson is a problem. Oh, yeah, no, everything you want to you can ask him to do besides tackle. If you ask that nigga to tackle, that ain't it. 
But everything else you have to do, they do. I think CJ's a sneaky tackler. It's like Christian, Christian come up here and he just throw his body around, make it look like I, I tried. CJ's picking shoes. Like, hold up, I ain't about to get down here right now. Like, let me go ahead and make sure I can grab him and then put him down. Swipe my ankle. I'm like, yo, what are you doing, CJ? But it's not like they throw the ball his way a lot because he's good in coverage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's problem. CJ Henderson, the problem. Oh, no. All right, look, see, this, this is the great thing I love about watching film, and I'm pretty sure y'all do too. When you watch a film on somebody and then somebody else start popping on film, bro, like, you catch yourself for 15 minutes looking at the wrong play. Facts. Like, if you watch this film, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard not to watch, not to see Najee Harris, and, and mm. if you watch any defensive lineman, it's kind of hard not to see, uh, what's his name, Wills. It's, it's just tough. Yeah, what was the problem? Like, when I watch Chasing, I'm like, all right, so what he going to do? Not a damn thing. <laughs> like, not a damn thing. I know we all topic, but I'm just saying. Mm, mm, mm. I, I noticed a trend, though. Like, every IM series so far, you got at least one LSU player. Not, yeah, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can't help it. Right, and the funny thing is, like everybody I'm, I pick, it seems like I gotta watch that film against LSU. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. He had a hell of a year. I mean, God. yeah. 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 I'm just saying, he a Raven at some point. He might, he might, might not get him in the draft, but by the time it's grill, he'll be a Raven at some point. Yes. At some point. Hey, I want to point out something with the corners before we move on. Um, you know, Taywan, you know how the the thing is, you teach corners how to play that uh that cover three technique, where it's like you butt to the sideline and you basically squeeze in the sideline, right. so you need the the receiver and the quarterback, right? Right. I noticed a trend. I'm guessing all DB coaches around college football has switched it because with Dantzler, with Christian Fulton, I think with uh, Gladney as well. Maybe even I see Arnett do it too much. But they'll start out that way in their cover three, but then once they get close to the receiver, they'll turn to face the receiver. Right. I'm going to have to pay a little bit more attention to it because – Pretty much when I'm watching the cover three, I'm just trying to see if they skating or, or how they're getting back in that three and right. transitioning out on, on short routes. Because I get what you're saying. I, I, I really – I'm interested to see that, though. I'm going to have to – actually, what I might do is I might look online to see if anybody – any DB coaches have a, a seminar on it or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Because I, I was just curious to see, like, why, you know – all right, you were taught to skate and then, like, basically squeeze the sideline, squeezing the receiver. Mm-hmm. And then that way you keep everything in front of you, you can still transition. But now it's like they skate for, like, maybe, like, four yards, and then they'll flip their hips to turn and face the receiver. And I'm like, hold on, that, that just don't make sense to me. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to check into that. I'm going to have to look at some film. Who you said did it? You said on that. I seen. I think. I think it was Fulton did it as well. And I looked at him against. Um, maybe it was Auburn. Maybe it was against Auburn. I can't think what, what game it was. But I think 
It was it was multiple people did it. And the thing about it, when you play, a lot of people play Auburn this year. A lot of the, the good corners we talking about. And one thing I was noticing that what could possibly be is they so worried about their quarterback taking off in the run that they don't want to have that back towards them. They want to have they want to be facing the, the receiver and facing the line of scrimmage just in case he takes off because that Auburn quarterback was always running. Yeah, but but that that's why I'm like, all right, well, why why keep your eyes? You know, keeping your, your basically keeping your, your chest towards the play in your cup three. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was just weird to me how they changed it, but I gotta keep looking into it. Um What corner what corner did y'all uh, y'all didn't like? Um <laughs> Um AJ Terrell. <laughs> His tape was boring. We can play. AJ Terrell like is like when I watch AJ Terrell, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing because I know I've seen him play and he can play, but watching <laughs> this tape is like, yo, that's not it. <laughs> Al, I think I agree with you. I, let me just say this: I think this is a knock against me too because I get frustrated. He was the fifth person I watched, and the only, out of the five people that I watched so at that point, only one person came up and really tackled well, and I was frustrated. So the first thing I got on him is he doesn't tackle well at all. So I probably, I probably just automatically labeled him based on that. Even do I, even though I do got um, his coverage is pretty good. He is a phase a lot, um, and he, I said he just doesn't. He just makes a, a couple of plays, um, and off coverage is the best film for him. Yeah. So I just didn't like him in press, and I didn't like him tackling. So. I didn't say I didn't like him. I just thought he was the most disappointing because he was ranked so high. You, what's the last thing you said? He was ranked so high, so I didn't. Oh, okay. So he was disappointing. What I hated the most about him was his. He was so high in his back pedal. It's like it's, it's a point where he stood up. Like you see him actually stand up in his pedal. Like, right, bro, you about to get turned around left and right. <laughs> like that was a problem. And then, like, like you said, him tackling, nah. Too interested, but he, like you said, he could play. I thought um, Trayvon Diggs. Yep. I was, I was like, oh, I'm like you too fast. It's like he physical for no reason. Like he don't trust himself. Like he's a, he's a 15 yard penalty waiting to happen. Yep. <laughs> Just thought of it, 15 yards guaranteed. I put, I put down for him. Puts himself in bad positions with. Uh, in press coverage, he is not physical, but he is aggressive. Yeah, like yeah. so, it's a difference between being physical and being aggressive, right? And that, and most of that's with corners and DBs, and that's a bad thing. Yeah, because if you over aggressive, that means you're putting yourself in a bad position to recover, and he don't have the speed to recover. Nah, you know who I who I like from being an uh, an aggressive corner and uh, what you call it? Well, physical and a strong tackler. Noah I. I can't pronounce his last name, but Noah I at Auburn. Let me see. I like him better than Slot. Igwin. Yeah, I ain't got that. I ain't got it. Why are you always trying to say some African like name? Right oh, right oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 big shit is going on. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I feel bad. Always trying to say African name. <laughs> 
Yo, be trying to be politically right. Like, nah, yo, just call him, like, call him a, uh... Ebonogony. Ebonogony, that's his name. Ebonogony. Hey. I'm almost certain it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be his name today. Ebonogony. Not the closest. That sounds like an R&B track on an African uh, CD. His name is Monogony. <laughs> what? <laughs> Monogamy. That's his name. Wow. For today. But I thought he was a strong tackler. And like he like he was a solid corner to me. Like, like a real solid corner. I like him better in the slot. Because the first thing I seen, I was like, why does this little nigga look like Kevin Hart over there on the outside? Hey. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because he's so stocky. It's like I think he about I think he's six feet. Yeah, he's five, five ten. Feet. What? Oh, he five ten? Yeah, five ten. Nah, that nigga five seven. They put five, five ten in. He got to be five two fifteen then, like five eleven two hundred. So I don't know what he. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, so I, like him and Christian Fulton just look big to me. Like they, like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, Jalen Johnson is the corner that I didn't like. Jalen Johnson, Jalen Johnson, Jalen Utah. Yeah, yeah, Utah. I ain't bother. Yeah. I ain't bothered. Or the fast one. What's the fast one? Gidry? Oh, yeah. I ain't bothered. I couldn't do it. I said, nah, I'm good. Nah, that, even the other one quarter that you just said, don't even worry about watching this tape. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to find some small school guys. I need to look at, like, Kendall Victor. I need to check him out. See, you know, it's always a small school guy come up and just be crazy. I think that's pretty much my how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna hit the first ten or twelve per position, and then go back and fill in different positions to try yeah. to step. Yeah, I'm just saying my tight end is in a small school, but in the right situation, oh, he gonna be a problem. Not even fair. <laughs> he gonna be a problem. You mind? I go first. Pull him up, T1. Go ahead, go ahead. It's uh, was it Adam Trotman? Yep, Adam Trotman. Yeah. Adam John, you familiar, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you go ahead and talk about your dude first, and then I'm going to tell you who exactly who I thought what team he was on when I seen him. New England. Nah. No. Oh. <laughs> Close, but nah. He wanted to New England. I'm like, this is some bull. <laughs> I'm talking about what team that I like. I could see him on planning like, like 10 years ago. Oh. Twelve years ago. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not even sure of his measurables and all that, but just look at the, you put on the film. He's playing at Dayton. Dayton is not really known for football. Um, but he's big, he's physical in the run game. He got strong hands. And just look at him. He, he's he is relentless. He blocks as if I like like he want to fight. To me. Y'all, y'all didn't y'all didn't play with Taylor in high school or or like on the football field. Like you just wanna just like impose your will and that's his mindset. I wanna beat the man in front of me. If I'm blocking, right, I'm gonna throw him around. If I'm running my route, I'm gonna catch the ball, I'm gonna catch it, and I'm just gonna drag him. He just a he just a big fifteen tight end, strong, equipped. I think this game right here, he was double-pinned. He, he bracketed. 
What up? What's the knock on him? Uh, his routes aren't clean. He, he got to do that. It, it's just the uh, the what you call it? The um, competition. So I was like, that could be a knock. Like, you know, he dominated to a degree against that small school level, um, but he fixed his routes at the next level. Man, he's gonna be a problem. Because he's already a strong boy, and he's quick. Just look at this. I'm with you on the, on the routes, but he put 110% passion in everything that he do, even in his routes that's trash. Like, it's, it's, I'm giving him my all. <laughs> yeah, the thing that I thought that I could see him playing for was the some Peyton Manning was still there. Oh, my he, gosh. He ran his route like he was getting the ball on every play. Yeah. Like, on physical, like, believable. And, and then, like, you be like, oh, damn, he ain't getting the ball. But that's, like, every play. He blocks. Yeah. He got the frame. He not, you're not tossing to the side. He tossing you to the side. Physical. It's like everything that he said. Like, fix the routes, and you're going to get a steal. All right. I've been waiting long enough. I just want to say – I apologize for this. <laughs> I ain't hear where he said. This is how I feel about Adam Troutman. I said he's a small school player with good attributes. Unfortunately, one of those good attributes is not blocking. Because to me, he looks off balance on every block. Ooh, okay. And when you look at him playing in a, against other small schools, I would think that he would be dominating these small school players. And to me, he's not moving and moving them out of moving them out the club in the run game. Gotcha. I'm, I, I'm expecting more, I guess, because, I don't know, maybe I deserve. But um, the biggest knock I have on him is that along the route, he's just getting knocked off. So he's not as physical like while going on the route. If you're physical with him, then you can see. If, he, if you play him in off coverage or in zone, it's a wrap. Right. He, he, he finds his face well in the zone, and he got great hands and a well above average speed. My only knock on him is he gets knocked off the route a lot. So if you watch him, just watch if they if they touch him, whatever, he just gets knocked off. He doesn't look as as fluent, and I guess that could be one his routes, and and I guess if you make his routes better, maybe he could be a little bit better. But I just wasn't feeling. Him. I don't know. I'm leaning the opposite way. I think Adam Troutman is, uh, um, like how Herb says, big, physical, blocker, um, can catch everything thrown his way. Um, just need better routes. Um, I don't know why. When I first saw him, my mind went back to, um, How's that Philly guy? You playing Philly now? Dallas. Dallas. That's where my mom went. So I'm like, yo, he dominating the small school like how Dallas used to. That's what I. That's what I thought of when I first saw, started watching this tape. I'm not yeah. saying they're the same players, just that they both small school guys that can come in the league second round and make make things happen. 
I think John's comp with him is really good. I mean, he does remind me of Dallas Falk a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. Dallas Falk wasn't really known for blocking, but Dallas Falk, his routes weren't that precise. He just Dallas had hands. He knew how to get open. Yeah. He had good hands, and he knew how to make plays. And when I look at Troutman, that's what he does. Yeah. Like, I see what you mean by moving people out of the club. It's like he put his butt to the hole, and then that'd be pretty much it. Like, his point of attack, like, all right, he a thug with you and, and grab you and latch on, but he ain't, like, I ain't see, I don't see no pancakes. That was a very good route. I don't know. Did y'all see that? Yeah, that was clean. That was clean. The setup and everything, that was clean. That was, that was a really good route. High set, jack stick. Mm. Mm, that, was, that, was, that was probably the best one I've seen him run. Yeah. He didn't show the fix to the outside, swim over there. That was nice. Like to me, that that block right there that you just saw, that's not that's not good enough at the next level for me. Like right. it kind of remind me of like Adam Shaheen, not because he's a small school guy, but Adam Shaheen wasn't blocking nobody. Look at that. that that's not good enough. They gonna drop his little ass back in the club. That's just what it is. You got to do something a little bit better than that. Like you you six five. Why why you cut? Right. That that to me that's that's not what what it takes. And it's gonna take him a he when he get with a good tight end coach, maybe they can he got all the rest of the attributes. Yeah, you know I mean if he just get the blocking right, he'd be in good shape. I think he's definitely a, a day three guy. He's a day three still. No doubt. Well, last time I we thought that about Shaheen too, but he ended up going like five or six. Well, yeah, day three, but so I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think we learned our lesson with Shaheen. <laughs> yeah, we definitely. I, I was real, real high on Shaheen. Yeah, I guess I didn't take into consideration how important blocking really was for the NFL teams. Mm-hmm. Who's next? That's, that's a pretty good block right there. Pretty good sale block. Should be out because I went first, so I'll be going back last on this one. All right. Um, Harrison right, Bryant. How you got? Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant. Why are you pulling that up? Harrison Bryant out of Florida Atlantic University, 6'4", 242. Um, he's a high-value receiver, meaning he's not really one of those guys that you want to put on the line and just have him block all day. He's not a Nick Boyle. He's, he's more of a Travis Kelsey type of player. Not that good, but... Not that good. Trust me, not that good. But as far as a receiver, he's going to be used more as a receiver than a blocker at that next level. Um, and has the good speed for uh, um, tight end. Pretty much a mismatch when you put a linebacker on him. Um, good hands. Um, he can line up on the line or they can have him split out. And I think he need to work on his strength a little bit more on the next level because he's not a strong blocker at all. 
When I watched this tape, I said, mm, "You got to the ball." Category. He don't belong in a, a tight end category. He belongs in a, a fullback, H back hybrid. He looked like a, a juice set to me type of a player that can get you the rollouts, the running yards, the, the clear out, the drags. He looked like one of them type of players. I don't see tight end for him, but. That's just that's just what I got. I, I I didn't look at too many things else. I just seen everything else. I was like, he don't belong in this category because he's not gonna block. He's not gonna do what he need to do to, to change the game at the line of scrimmage. Wow, I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. That makes a lot of sense because I was literally judging him, you know, as a tight end. But he does seem more like a juice check type of player. Even but even juice check is coming thump though. I about to say juice check is um, a block though. <laughs> Yeah. Right, but well, that makes taking the blocking out, that's what we look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. You know who he reminds me of the most? Dalton Schultz. Okay. That's who was that Stanford and then that, uh, that in yeah. Dallas now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Not physical. Um, Pretty good hands. Ralph's okay, you know what I mean? And, and just got some speed on him. Like, you just put them in, like, move situations. Like you said, something's, like, H-back rules. He'll be pretty good. I thought, I thought, um, the way you mentioned, like, he could be used, Dalton King at uh, Virginia Tech, they use him a lot in, the, in that type of role. Like, if you look at um, Dalton King against Miami, he had, like, three touchdowns. On like blocks and releases because of his, his quickness. Let's try to watch him against somebody else because he didn't really step up. <laughs> <laughs> he had like three drop passes against OSU, so I was trying to see how he did with the lights coming on. But he had like thirteen catches that game, though. Dang! I mean, they was beating niggas by like they they was blowing them out by like forty by the time they started happening, but. And we up 40. He can catch the ball now. <laughs> <All right. laughs> All right, that was the opening weekend. I think he had like 12, 13 catches. You like the game of catchers. Tim, well, you know I'm a stickler for the stance. And I hate, I hate the stance when he split out. I hate that they thought about putting him out there. Like, he stands like, he stands like, why you out, got me out here anyway? Right. Like, like, yo, what we doing? I could see him as, uh, what y'all think? Early to mid day three, late day three? Um, I, I agree with that. Where's six million? I don't think he's going to be horrible either. I think he, could, he, could, he has the potential to be good, so I, I like that. Yeah. Like with Schultz. Schultz went what? Schultz went full frame? Mm-hmm. Four fifth. Come around, man. Like, he, he's pretty much in the same boat I had Schultz in. I don't want him, but. Yeah. He definitely a starter. Well, Schultz is starting now for the Cowboys. By necessity. <laughs> I, hate you over there, Al. I mean, yeah, 
They look a lot better last year with him on the field than Jason Witten, though. Like, Lord. What they say? Like, look better. I don't know what the hell happened to Jason Witten. That nigga got old quick. I I think he's always been old, just the league got faster. All right, who next? I can go next. Who you have again? Albert O? Yeah, Albert Uga Bobby Bomber. Albert? Hold on, let me pronounce this man's name. Nah, no, but you ain't going to do your side too. Hold on, what came up? What came up? Hold on, who? Albert Albert Uga Bobby I quick it. I hey, look, man, this type of album is so old. There we go. Yeah, he tried to say you There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who next? What year is this? This is freshman year? I don't know. Played through, yeah. I'm 6'5", 268. I'm a red threat zone killer. Uh, I have 23 touchdowns in three seasons. The problem that I had with him was there's two things. Okay. Yeah, with his route running, and he need a better quarterback. Hold on. Because who put that Huh? That was him catching that pass? No. Oh. Um, he has a better capabilities in the ceiling height for that. Like, um, you're not going to just throw through him. He's going to lay. He's going to lay the um his helmet, uh, his pads on your shoulders. Um, but I just think he just needs to polish up his route running and his ceiling is high. He he high points the ball, gets touchdowns all day. He's a mismatch. He's, he's a mismatch. I chose him other than uh. Cole from Notre Dame, because that, that's pretty much the court, uh, type of uh, tight end that I like. But I chose uh, Al. Oh. Let me say this. I thought, I still think Albert would be the best tight end overall out of this draft. I put maybe the most underrated guy this year. He has the size and ability to do everything that Cole can do in New York and um and Notre Dame. Only thing I have not seen him do very well is block. Amen. Um, but he is a great receiving option, and he's better at being a receiving option. He has super strong hands. His catching traffic is probably his best attribute to me. Um, and he wins 50-50 balls. He can win it high point in the ball, and he can win it um, like just posturing, boxing out like that play right there. Like I don't know. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting vibes like Antonio Gate vibes from him. Yeah, um, I think his speed is really good. Um, 
There's more to Day two! Oh, sorry, I didn't. Day two of last activity. Yeah. Stop. So his speed is really good, and it hurt him <laughs> losing Drew Locke, even though Kelly Bryant is um Kelly Bryant is a decent quarterback. I don't know why they didn't trust him to do more, but he definitely dropped from losing Drew Locke and going to Kelly Bryant. What you think about it? Me, I pretty much said it. The run game is the is the issue. Be a better run blocker, but I mean, he got the size with, and he's strong enough. With, all right, he ain't got to be grunt blocking, but he got to do enough to you know to spring a back, and I think he can do that. Um. I, 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 I'm just saying he gonna wind up he gonna wind up somewhere like New England and whoever quarterback they gonna look better because they're gonna put him in they're gonna put him in early. Mm, not the hesitant face. Oh. Day one starter. Like, <laughs> day one starter. It's not even funny. When is it too early to draft tight ends? Is it ever too early? I mean, for I him, I think he's first round. He's a day two guy just because the second round, second, third round is in day two to me. Yeah. Man, I don't I'm just saying. It just takes one to have him high on somebody, but. That's true. I mean, Who's a tight end that y'all didn't like? What's that? Who's a tight end that y'all didn't like? Um, I can say I didn't like him. I have to say that uh, he just was ordinary. That was Jacob Breland out of Oregon. Mm. To me, he was. Did anybody have him? Mm. Oh, okay, to me, he was just did everything okay. Like he, he just didn't. He didn't jump off the page at me. Like he didn't seem like he had a lot of mm. upside. Um, so I just thought he was regular. He was just ordinary. Who I thought was ordinary was um, Stephen Sullivan and out of LSU. And it's not really his play is Eric Decker. Eric Decker-ish. Like, you got, you get in the green light, but yet you want to take your green light and just fade into the background and let somebody else step up. Like, he had the green light before Thaddeus Moss did. Thaddeus Moss just stepped up into the green light and took it from him. Mm-hmm. I think this tight end draft is probably one of the best since that one that came out with Gasecki and all that. Mm. To me, I think when you got the guy Cole out of Notre Dame, um, who kind of reminds me, he's Gronk-ish. I ain't going to say he's Gronk. Um, I like Bryce and Hopkins. I like Hopkins. Hunter Bryant. Um, I, I like what Hunter Bryant brings to the table as far as like he kind of remind me of Evan Ingram a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, um, mm-hmm. when y'all, uh, what's his name, Cheyenne O'Grady out of Arkansas? Yeah, I know that name. Yeah. If, if he is the Arkansas tight end, he to me he was uh he just needs to be be able to block better. But 
he pretty much is like a poor man's Albert O. Um, then I look at Thaddeus Moss, and I was just like, Thaddeus Moss is slow. Like, that's pretty much that, his, his only knock for me. That's the one I didn't really care for too much was Thaddeus Moss. Not too much. I thought he could be – I thought his, his hands lived up to his last name. Yeah. For sure. Um, and the way he used his size in the red zone and all that, I thought that was great. But just like in the run game – I really care for Thaddeus Moss. Yeah, no, no. I think three guys that are late, late ranked, but I thought had pretty good upside is Jared Pinkney out of Vandy. Yeah. Um, Devin Asayasi. 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 Yeah. Yeah. UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. Um, and the guy that I wanted to, I don't know if I looked at Kobe Parkinson, the six seven guy. Oh, Name, Jesus. Is Why Name is familiar. Why you say that? He is Stanford. He's 6'7", 250. Got you. Yep. Now, to me, he's just like, he's Mike Gusecki, except for without the rock running ability. He's the he's a mismatch, but, I mean, if you could teach him some routes, essentially get a Mike Gusecki. Because he's got team speed and all that, but he'll be like a day three pick at best, in my opinion. But a lot of upside there, though. Yeah. I like Let me check that out. out of Virginia Tech. You said King? Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Dalton King. What they want still gotta say his tight end. Oh sure. Who who the hell You got Hopkins. You got Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, sir. Bryson Hopkins. Um, Bryson Hopkins. Uh, 6'4", 242-pound tight end out of Purdue, as mm. you can see. Uh, mm. with, um, in the film that's coming up, he, he I just said with a talent, but blocking is not one of those talents. Um. He's a weapon in any spread offense. The route running, I, I compare this route running to Dennis Pitter. And, um, but he's got the speed of Evan Ingram, the hands of Zach Ertz. And he's going to make the quarterback and the offensive coordinator really happy. Because uh, in today's NFL, you know, they're looking to, to split tight ends out and have a one-on-one with safeties and, and linebackers. And that's pretty much the opportunity that you're going to have when you, had, when you got that guy. Obviously, this tape is trash. Trash, <laughs> trash. He's using turf. I had the same player person as Dennis Pitta. He's a possessive receiver. I mean, tight end that's going to move the chains consistently. He finds a way to get in between the zone. Yeah. And, and... yeah um. Bryce is kind of like his dad wanted him to follow in his footsteps and play that offensive line. Then hold up, no, you can't block, son. You can't block. You got hands though. <laughs> Let's work on tight end. No, I think I think he a problem. Like everything y'all said is spot on. I see the pit of comparisons. I can see the the Earth's hands, but like yeah, he's a dog. 
Like that's not a bad block against the defensive end that he just nah. Has. But it's just not as consistent as you oh stale. He has the the one two though. Yeah. So I mean that's all you want. Like at the end of the day, it's like all right, you he gonna get stronger at the next level and the technique blocking is gonna get better. But that one two is something you can't coach. So when you factor in that, he's gonna be a problem. I think he's gonna be a real problem. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't see where he can go from here, though. Like, you know, I'm skill wise. I'm just saying, you know, it, it'll be nice. Like, when when they book a contract up? I think he got like two years left, I think. All right, well, that's even enough time to be a better blocker. So, you know. <laughs> not a bad block there. Mm-hmm. It's a good release. Let's see if they're going to him. Nah, they're going out. Oh, that is him. The screen went out. That's my oh, screen. My bad. <laughs> nah, that was me. My bad. That was my phone. Let me know. All right, now. <laughs> I just put on his um, tape of, of Merlin and just let his tape speak for itself. Oh, my gosh. That's why I asked y'all earlier. Like, yo, how's Merlin defense? He was frying up. That was ridiculous. They get they they get there eventually. You know they growing. <laughs> I try to be as nice as can be. They growing. <laughs> he was just frying up. And 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 they're the, in Maryland's defense, he did that to a lot of guys. Yeah, he he really did. And I think a lot of Titans did that to a lot of guys this year. Um, now he just happened to play. You know. Top defenses in the, in the league, and uh, against some guys that we think of as tight guys, I'm some top guys. Yeah, that was just a bad decision. Okay, he, bad, he got knocked off the route. Mm-hmm. Hit him! Hit him! He said his own. Hit him! He ran the same exact route all the time to me, though. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you gotta. They gonna work on that in the next level because he ran a five yard out or five yard in, just depending on which way it was going. Every single time. I think that that goes with Purdue's scheme, like, but I mm-hmm. think he, he, I don't know. I see. Oh no, Bryce, you gotta hit one of them dudes, bro. You gotta hit somebody on that. Yeah, did you even pitch the bitch? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the type, that's the knock on him right there. Like that cross buck um, formation that they had him in. You coming across there, you gotta be able to hit somebody. Right. I wonder how often they work on blocking because that's the same thing that the same thing we're saying about these tight ends is the same thing that y'all were saying about the linemen. It's like they just not blocking at all. Like they or they'll get in front of somebody, but they're not mauling anybody. Well, I only looked at two offensive linemen so far. And the two offensive linemen I looked at, they them niggas block. So Who was that? That was uh Wills and Work. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're the only two I looked at so far. They they uh, got them on top fifteen picks. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I mean this dude right here to me, he's just making plays. Like I don't, I can't even name another person on Purdue. Mm-mm. Like nobody else popped out on film or nothing when I was watching his actual the other film and 
Mm-mm. That's a good throw. Finally, a good throw. But um, but yeah. Thing number four Ooh, huh? on there, but they all look slow. He looked like one of the fastest. Is, is he black? I don't meant to ask you. Yeah, his father. His father is Brad Hopkins from the uh, Titans. Oh okay. I'm guessing he black. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, John. I see it now. I see what he's about to say. I see it. Creole. All right. Yeah, Creole. Who next? That's it. That's it. We got him on. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he is black. Okay. Yeah. Tim, you ain't watched uh, receivers yet, right? No. (laughs) Like I now ain't believe it. No, I, yeah. I haven't watched them yet. Okay. I was wondering, like, who y'all uh, – well, I, I'll wait until you watch them to see who y'all favorite receivers. Not necessarily the best, but y'all favorites in this class. I already know who my favorite is, and I ain't watched yet. Yeah. That's, that's Mike Pittman. So it went out. No, I'm saying, like, who's your y'all favorite receivers? Like, like, if you got five, like, who's your favorite five? In college or NFL? Judy. In the draft. In the draft. Oh. Higgins, Judy. Um, I think Pittman may come in at five. Um, what's the other yo at um, Rugs is in there? And probably Denzel Mims. I if I have somewhat the same, but take out Mims and and putting Jefferson, in. not Jefferson, uh, from um, Florida. Van, Van Jefferson? Jefferson. Yeah, Van Jefferson. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Take out Mims. Give me Jefferson, but the other yo at LSU. I like. Um, I'm not even gonna say Judy. I know how that go. I wanted Judy and Najee Harris since high school, so that's dead. <laughs> so um, I would say my favorites would be Michael Pittman, um, T. Higgins, um, Justin Jefferson, Brian uh, Brian Edwards at South Carolina. Just physical, like oh my gosh, man, it's crazy. And um, probably rugs. So I, I haven't heard anybody say anything about Ayuk. What y'all think about? Oh no, I'm sorry, my bad. No, Brandon Ayuk, that's one of my favorite. He's top five. My bad. I couldn't remember the name. No, I like I like Ayuk because I, I've been hearing a lot about him. I'm, I'm, yo. I'm trying to keep the wide receivers to last. I like Ayuk a lot. Um, he can clean up his routes, but he's a weapon. Just put the ball in his hands and good stuff happen. Yeah, I like Ayuk a lot. Yeah, he's he my top five for sure. And Mims, Mims is skating. Like, I like Mims, but that obsession kills me. Say that again? It's, his lack of separation kills me. Yeah. Although, although he looked a lot better in the senior bowl. 
like in the senior bowl practices, he looked better um, creating separation than he did at, um, in the in the actual season. So like he would be tied for fifth for me. All right, let me ask y'all this. I'm getting ready to start O-lineman. What is a – name a late projected O-lineman that I cannot miss watching film on? When you say late, what do you mean late? Uh, like not – second day. Second day of work. Um, Cushenberg. Stay at LSU. Louis Cushenberg. Louis Cushenberg? Yeah, Louis Cushenberg. Yeah, y'all had him in your mock. So I don't have to take a look at him. He's the center. <laughs> He's the center, yeah. <laughs> 79. Anybody Second day, I'm a, he may sneak in the third, I mean, the first day, but I doubt it. I'm going to stick with um Tyler. Badass. Hey, y'all, have, y'all did have him in there, too. It's gonna be tough for me because ain't ain't too many linemen I really really enjoyed. Cause I want I, I'm looking for Marlers, like. Yeah, so we haven't had a draft like that since I think it was the um, Forrest Lampinum draft when we were just like, yeah, like after those guys that ain't really. Mm-hmm. Nothing we like. I need to look at the tackle from USC. What you think of him, John? Um, was it? Is it Austin Jackson? Yeah, I think so. I need to do some more tape on him too because he's been falling like early to late one in a lot of people's mock drafts. And people's, uh, random mock drafts and uh, when you do it on uh, online. I know he he got the size, and I think he a little um, what you call it? He might be a little quick. Might be a little mm-hmm. agile for his size, but I know he a big big tackle. Uh, you might. You can't go wrong with Ruiz. Caesar. And uh, dude from Oregon. I don't know him. You said Ruiz. Yeah, Caesar Ruiz. Where he out of? Michigan. And who who was the other guy you said? The dude from Oregon? Yeah, what's his uh, what's his name here? Not Shane Lemieux. Yeah, Lemieux. Yeah, Lemieux. Okay. I know the first name was Shane. I think yeah, was Shane Lemieux. Okay. Let me remember names and shit. Uh oh. Gentlemen, I'm about to go get dinner done. I think we all about to go get that dinner. Yes, sir. Yes. Go, go away. Next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. What? What's the series next week? Y'all tell me. I'm caught up on everything. Linebacker up. quarterback? Did we do linebackers already? Nah. Nah. Oh, I thought we did linebackers. Oh, we did edge, we did pass rushers. Rush. Okay, I, so I interior lineman. I'm sorry, interior linebacker, and 
quarterback. <laughs> Who? Willie Gay. Okay. I don't know. I'm not picking K9 or Queen or anybody that's projected first. You don't want to pick Queen anyway. But uh, <laughs> I really don't. But still, anybody that's projected first. All right. All right, I'll take us out. Be blessed. Be productive. Be more. We love you. We out. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually. With the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque.